This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. We have to take fan questions because you and I have done what we always do, which is just talk to each other. We, we, and we, yeah, exactly. And we're going to keep doing this when we stop the podcast, by the way. Yeah, we'll just keep talking to we'll each other. We'll just keep talking. If they were smart, they'd just keep recording it. But you probably couldn't use it because it would be filled with words we're not supposed to say. Hi, everyone. I'm Shonda Rhimes. And I'm Betsy Beers. And we're taking you Inside Shondaland. On this episode of Bridgerton, the official podcast, we're also answering your questions about the show and why we pick the stories we tell. So we got fan questions. Did you know that, Betsy, that fan, fan questions? Fan questions. Fans have questions. Fans, they should have questions. I have questions, so I would think fans would have questions. I have a lot of questions. But I, do, I do too, actually, but I think we ask each other questions all day long. I think for a fan to get a chance to ask a question probably would be delightful for us. Probably matter more than our questions Maybe, right probably so, because maybe some of our questions wouldn't be as relevant, I don't think. But And also, we know a lot of the answers. I hope so. Gosh, if we don't, this is kind of embarrassing. Let's do fan questions. Let's do fan questions. I'm going to pick a question and then ask Betsy, and Betsy will pick a question, and we'll just go back and forth and back and forth, right? Okay. The only question I'm not going to answer is, you know, why did we kill McDreaming? It's just not going to happen. If that's being asked to me, it's not going to happen. It's not a Bridgerton question. What was the decision behind ending season one the way that it did? That one came from Jacob Rivera Sanchez. What was the reason? It seems so quick. Maybe because people, you know, they're expecting lots and lots of episodes from us. I think a lot of this has to do with expectation and what they're used to seeing from us in the past. 24 episodes 24 episodes, and also we wrapped it up. Like yes. what people aren't used to, I think, and I totally understand what you're saying, Jacob Rivera Sanchez. We've heard a lot about the idea that these are close-ended stories. And although we will have the Bridgertons as characters that continue, it's very important to us and to Shonda and to Julia Quinn, first and foremost, and to everybody who worked on the show, that our characters have a happy ending. I wasn't used to it. I mean, I got to tell you, I got to episode eight and I was like, what the heck? When I first actually read it, because I'm, I'm used to ongoing stories too. But I think the important thing was these two characters, Simon and Daphne, had resolved their primary conflict. They'd each grown to a place where they could understand what love really is, and that is understanding the needs of the person you love as much as the, the things that you care about, which we really felt like they achieved pretty healthily in episode eight. 
there anything that was a last minute change or new idea that had a lasting impact on the series? Let's talk about that because Chaotic Guitar, a.k.a. Anthony's Babe, asked, what was the reason behind exposing Lady Whistledown in season one? Was it because Nicola was so awesome? And I feel like the juiciest thing we can tell you is that in the original planning, we weren't exposing Lady Whistledown at the end of season one. We had um, a whole other scene that was ending season one that was not as interesting, really, when we came down to it, when we were staring at the cut. And when we got to the final edit, even in a pandemic, we actually shot this during pandemic period. I was like, the face we have to see has to be, and you know, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this podcast, it's not a spoiler because why are you listening? Is Penelope's. It is a spoiler. And you're doing this in the wrong order. Yeah, do, go in the other order. <laughs> Rewind. Stop listening. But the face you should see should be the face of the actual Lady Whistledown. And, you know, in the book, it, they wait to reveal it until, you know, long after. I think if you are a person who's read all the books, you know that it doesn't, it's not until the Colin season that it's revealed. And the reality of it is, is, for a show to reveal it at the end of the first season, then provided us with so much possibility of story moving forward, because now we know something that nobody else knows. Whereas, you know, in the books, the when we knew it, they knew it, yeah. or at least the Bridgertons knew it. So it felt really important that we would know it at the exact right time so that we could then enjoy the secret too. Otherwise, it sort of took away a, an opportunity to tell some really interesting story. The other thing about this series of books is that they do have a massive group of fans. Oh, the fans are serious. The fans are serious and wonderful. And we send so many thanks out to the fans because that's part of the reason we're doing this podcast today. But we, given, given that fact, it is really important that you do try to represent in some form so much of what the fans expect and love, at the same time giving them something additive and from your point of view, from a different storyteller's point of view as well. I also just think, you know, the respect for the romance genre is sort of missing in Hollywood, I think. You know, one of the things that I thought was interesting was we have these fans. They very much, like, they're living in the romance genre. That's their thing. They've never really had an opportunity to have this kind of story told on television. So you really want to respect what that romance genre is because that's what's drawn them all in. And they are very serious and hardcore about it. At the same time, you want to draw in a whole other audience of people, probably a lot of people who think that romance is one thing and have their own preconceived notions. So you want to draw them in as well. So it allows you to sort of both stick to what's magical about Julia's books, but expand upon it to make the world feel even more three-dimensional for television. I think that that's a really good point. I think the the fact that the ideal situation is at the end of watching the series, you go out and read the books if you haven't read the books. And from what I can tell from the bestseller list, yeah. that seems to be working okay. That's, by the way, the other thing that I think is kind of awesome is we have managed to create a series that is making people who weren't reading read. That's the best thing ever. Like it's given them a hunger to read some books. And television very rarely goes that direction. Usually it goes the other direction. You read the books and then you're desperately waiting for the series. I think it's sort of gone back and forth both ways. Absolutely. I think that's, that's actually a really, really good point. Hi, Betsy. Hi, Shonda. My name is Manu Trizi. I'm from Brazil. And here is my question. Many men love the series. Can romance timid content stop being ruled out as chiclet? I'm very happy to see that all of a sudden, kind of formally now, romance novels have a place which is not relegated to silly lady 
fiction. Which it's that sort of chick lit girl thing that people like to do where they take things that are popular, but because women like them, they sort of stick them in a downgraded category. But if men like them and they're stupid, you know what I mean? Or they're, you know, basic or in any way, something different than what like women would think. Like if women were like, I don't want to do that. Met, it's still vaunted and and valued and special, Exactly. which is fascinating to me. But if women think it's amazing and men don't get it, it becomes like this thing that gets stuck in a corner. Exactly. And what we did, I think, is make it something that everybody got too. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. I have so many men talking to me about Bridgerton. Were you surprised by that? It's amazing how many men were like had a lot to say to me about this show and were really invested. And I was glad. I think it's incredibly cool. It was it was one of the kind of delightful, slightly surprising things that came out of doing this for me was the number of gentlemen who were fully and totally engaged and had not been dragged to the table necessarily. You know what it's like? It's like comic books, you know, like the Marvel stories and people who don't do comic books are like, oh, comic books. But somehow they still have this very lauded place in our storytelling genres. But because they're romance novels and they're sort of geared towards women, the idea was that that didn't exist. And I feel like we helped remove that a little bit, I'm hoping, or at least the fans did. Absolutely. And I always I'd compared it to gumshoe novels of the 30s, 40s and 50s, which when you look at somebody like Dashiell Hammett, those were pulp novels. But now they're lauded and applauded. And that was a male genre. So I'll get off the soapbox. Here we go. Our point is, Julia rocks. Julia does rock. I've got a question for you from Carla Maria. Where did the idea come to incorporate Marina into the first season? Oh, well. And is she the same Marina that appears in the Eloise book? Okay, so technically, I know this. She is the same Marina that appears in the Eloise book. However, she's not. She is and she isn't. There was a bigger story that was made that we thought, you know, the actress is so interesting. The story became so interesting, but she's not technically the same. Like originally the idea was going to be that she was. And then as we, the story grew and we built the story out for season one and Chris was building the story out for season one, she stopped being that Marina. Okay. All that makes sense. See, yeah. excellent answer. I knew you could answer that. So something's happened. No, exactly. Betsy and I are going to be right back. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back. So we've asked people to send in some Bridgerton questions. So, all right, let's just jump right in. We're jumping in. Um, there is one question that I don't have the answer to, by the way, which I'm fascinated to know if you have the answer to. The one which about one? the brooch? Yes, I me don't too. A, any clue? Okay, right. we gotta do that. I was okay. like, wait, where, where did that wait. one go? Okay, here it is. Um, okay, wait. Beth Postima, or Beth Postima, says... Do we have any idea what happened to Daphne's necklace, the gift from the prince that she left on the stone wall in the garden before making out with Simon? I've seen so many comments along the lines of, what? She left a diamond necklace there? Do you know? Not a clue. Neither do I. I didn't think I noticed it. And by the way, how many times have we seen this episode and not once did it actually occur to me that the diamond necklace was on the... I mean, I, I don't even know what to say about Think this. Think about how many times we have seen the episode because we were, you have to remember, like, we're not just people who, like, watch the show. We edited the episode, which means we've seen every frame. Never once occurred to me that maybe she left the diamond necklace on the wall. I, yeah. Thank you for that. I maybe I'll go back. I'm going to go back and look for it. I know. I got to tell you, I wouldn't leave a diamond necklace on a wall. Are you crazy? If it was a diamond necklace, I'd be wearing it right now. Exactly. All the time, by yes. the way. Especially that one. That's a really good one. I know. Hi, my name is Aubrey Klumker, and I would love to know what kind of goes into auditioning for Bridgerton. And I think one of the questions you're asking is, what did we look for in auditions? And, you know, I think in both cases, we were we were really looking for, it's it's hard to put a finger on, but we're, we're really looking for, for two people who as actors we knew had the capacity to grow over the course of the season, because a lot of... This show was about starting these two characters in one place and watching them evolve as time goes on. And with Daphne, in a weird way, it was especially complicated because it's a character that has to start very much under the constraints of society, but then over the course of the season really comes into her own, matures, and is able to become what I would call more of a modern woman. Mm -hmm. So the tendency very often was to approach the character purely like it was 2019 at that point. And the amazing thing about Phoebe Dynavora was she came in and she both had the sense of understanding the formality and the rules and the restrictions of the period that it might have on her character, but also instinctively and immediately we saw in her the understanding of the evolution becoming a modern woman would really occur. And it was an amazing moment. And reggae, we just knew that it was he he had all the qualities of what we would look for in the perfect Duke. You also just want a complex actor. These are complex actors who can pull off complex things. You want people you can write almost anything for and know they can pull it off. Exactly. And we knew that about reggae and we knew that about Phoebe. And that that made it simple. And honestly, 
all the rest of the actors, same thing. Do we have any deleted scenes we wish were included? I think so much of the show is in there. There's one delicious scene from from the first episode. Now you all are thinking, you guys. That's I know. I know where everybody's brain went. Which the deleted scenes? Are there any more of those good ones? But there's no. one delicious scene, and that's that. But it didn't really go with the Duke's character. He was basically with a lot of ladies in a house of ill yes. repute. Yes, and it was maybe ten seconds long, one shot. But it was an amazing shot. That's a good. That's actually a good one. You'll forever want to know that you didn't get to see it because you won't get to see it. Cherish asks, what does the B signify at the end of the season? Is it a clue? And my answer to that, Cherish, is read the books. It is a clue. It really is. I think that's everything we can say. Thank you, everybody. It was wonderful getting to this talk to you. This was so much fun. Betsy, it was so much fun seeing you in person. Even talking Bridgerton more. We're I in know. The middle, we're in the middle of making Bridgerton 2, and we could tell you things, but we won't. We're not going to. We can't do it. We're going to keep them secret. Not going to happen. Nope. Okay. Okay. Well, no, it's going to come. Our lives are rich and full. Bridgerton, the official podcast, is executive produced by Lauren Holman, Sandy Bailey, Holly Fry, and me, Gabrielle Collins. Our producer is Chris Van Dusen, and our editor is Vincent Dejani. Bridgerton, the official podcast, is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your favorite shows. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.